when hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Welcome Home Podcast. I am your host, your ghost host. (laughs) Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 40 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. Damon, Trevor, what's up? Uh, Not too much. Uh, Having a good day. How about you? Uh, You know. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of stuff to talk about, I guess, so that's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. So why don't we get right into it? I I wanted to, uh, you know, we always like to try to start with some DVC news. I thought this was kind of interesting. I don't know what you guys think about this, but... um, I, I bet you can guess what I think about it. I know what you think about it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't guess. I never know with you, David. <laughs> so this sounds cool. Well, um, let's, let's explain what it is, right? <laughs> yes. So I, I was going to say, so so what it is is that DBC members uh, have access to an exclusive VIP event for um, a concert. Uh, sorry. I totally lost my place there. <laughs> uh, a concert, uh, yeah, uh, Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas concert in uh, Southern California at the Hollywood Bowl. So I think this is the part where Damon just instantly stopped listening. Because it's on the West Coast? Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, so the date for like that is October 26th. What? How's that? What's that? And Sorry. I don't like the movie. You're not huh? a Nightmare Before Christmas fan? Nope. Wow. You know... I'd- I, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's not my favorite necessarily. I'll watch it, but yeah, it's, th- th- I guess, it's, yeah, th- this isn't a huge thing to me either, but I, I think it's cool that they're offering it as a, as a thing for DBC members that, uh, um, so yeah, it's October 26th and 27th and uh, DBC members also, I saw something about uh, there's a, um, an invitation only after party hosted by the concerts producer. Yeah, yeah, and and you get some items signed by Danny Elfman, who uh, did the I believe did the music for that, right? Yeah. Or, no, he was. Wait a second. He was, he was Jack, Jack Skellington. Skellington. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> I. We're, this we're off to a great start today. We really are. <laughs> it's one of our best I, starts. I, I, we've I, ever I literally, had. I was coming to record the episode. I was walking up the stairs. Because yeah, my, my house is three floors, and I was on walking up to the third floor. I had a huge glass of water and just dropped it all over the floor. Like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is one of those episodes where I was like, stupid podcast, I hate you. It's a hot mess today. <laughs> Did you see the price of this, by the way, though? I, I was yeah. like, what? That's How much a is steep. It? It's, so it's, it, you have to do four passes, and it's $300 a person, so it's 1200 bucks. Um, yeah, but it is pretty VIP when you think it about is. it. It's super it is, VIP. Yeah. yeah, it's super VIP. That's why I wanted to mention it because I thought it was an interesting offer. It's not something you usually see from DVC like this, right? And I just thought it was kind of a cool event. If you're like a huge fan of Nightmare Before Christmas, I think this is a, 
a great. I know some know. DVC members that are huge fans. Yeah, that they might be interested in doing something like this, right? I mean, yeah, I I do. I very much appreciate the fact that they are going out of their way to to give stuff like this. And also, since you are on the West Coast, um, you can double down and go see the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland because they oh. do a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. So. If this is what you're into, you can get both of those things at the same time. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that would be really cool to do. And plus, you know, I don't, I don't know what other kind of cool stuff that's happening with this VIP. I, I mean, it says a couple different things, but um, I, I don't know. It just kind of says you get a signed item. But I want is the whole event VIP or is it just? I don't know. It it, it sounds to me like the event is open to the larger public, but they're giving DVC members the ability to. To get in, I, I don't know if the, oh, the price premium is any box different. seating. Premium yeah. box seating. Oh, uh, okay. Like, there it is. Yeah. There so, is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Premium box seating and the after party. So, so those are the DVC perks for this thing. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I wonder what tickets normally are. I wonder if they're $300 a person. I, I doubt it. But, but still, it seems like a cool event for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't have a lot to say about that one. I just thought it was interesting to bring up, uh, especially for anybody that listens that really likes Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, I, I think it's a cool event if you, you know, got 1200 bucks to drop, you know, with three of your, your friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It might be worth it to you. So, yeah. I'm I'm not knocking on Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I said, I, I like it. It's not my favorite, though. But yeah. It's, I'm, I'm in the same place. I like it. It's it's not a movie that I have to watch all the yeah. time. Yeah. So. Uh, honestly, I'll watch Hocus Pocus before I'll watch Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, let's move on to the next thing here. Uh, so there was like a huge announcement the other day uh, from Disney about what's going on in 2019 at the resort. And they announced 19 magical new and limited time experiences coming to Disney World next year. And so I'm going to run through these because there's 19 of them. And you stop me if there's one that you want to talk about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, right. Actually, I'll probably... Yeah, list them all first, and then I do have some thoughts okay. on this. I, I have done. some thoughts, too. <laughs> yeah. So, number one, uh, and I, I'm, I'll get rid of some of the flowery language on here just so we can move quickly. Mickey and Minnie Mouse uh, surprise celebration will bring new music, dancing, and all sorts of other fun to Magic Kingdom. So, that's a little vague. Don't really know what that's going to be like. But I'm guessing it's like a stage show maybe in the front. I don't know. Just maybe it's a castle maybe. show. That's what I'm thinking, castle yeah. show. Yeah. And by the way, these start on January 18th next year, so... Then we got- I'm there the 19th. <laughs> wow, look at that. So you're going to yeah. give us a live report from there. I'll let um, you know. <laughs> so uh, we talked last episode about the move it, shake it, a bunch of other things, play it, whatever. Parade ending. Uh, so now they're replacing that with move it, shake it, mouse could dance it street party, because that's a really natural word to say. Uh, mouse could dance it. <laughs> that's crazy um so i think it's going to be similar to the current parade um and you know but it looks like it's going to be a little more mickey mouse focused and mickey mouse club songs uh so that's cool and by the way i, I should we should probably also mention that too this is uh this is all for uh mickey's 90th birthday right yes so yes um then we have the dapper dance and other entertainers on main street usa will sing songs in honor of mickey and minnie that's cool um, special mini and Mi- Mickey and Minnie themed food and merchandise at Magic Kingdom. It seems like most of this has happened at Magic Kingdom, but there's some other parks in here too. Um, and then this is really vague, and this is a surprise celebration after all, so you can expect more limited time magic entertainment and other experiences to pop up periodically. Super vague. 
Um, the Incredibles are coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios as Pixar Place will transform into Municipal City Block. That's cool. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I am on board with that. <laughs> yeah. That, I was wondering what they were going to do with that area, and I think this is such a great use of it. And not only that, at the end of the block, a party will be held in honor of Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, and Frozone, and you'll get to meet Edna Mode as well, which is super cool. I, I, so Because I heard from that um, Incredibles Tomorrowland thing that they were doing that Edna Mode would ride around on like a golf cart thing. But wouldn't there was no like meet and greet portion of that. She just kind of rode around. Now you actually get to meet her, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next part to this is about uh, you're going to there's look for clues to the whereabouts of the youngest incredible Jack Jack. So like a treasure hunt type of thing. I, I'm betting this is like um, so in like fantasy land where you when you look for Pascal. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like that. Do you know about that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, there's also like I was thinking it was more like what's that thing in the World Showcase? Damon's talked about it like a hundred times. Oh, like, uh, Kim, Kim Possible. Kim Possible. Yeah, I was I thinking like superb now. I was gonna say Agent P because yeah. yeah, is that what it used to be? And now it's now it's it's, Kim, it was Kim Possible. Now it's Agent P. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what I was thinking it was gonna be like. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's gonna be like. But Jack Jack, I feel like it's too big to hide in places. I don't know. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, so, and then also uh, there's going to be uh, the Groot and uh, Star-Lord uh, meet and greet, which has been there for quite a while now, is going to be replaced with Mike and Sully from Monsters, Inc., which, again, I think is pretty cool. Uh, what else we got here? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's pictures the, in the article, you know, so yeah. you've got to get past them. Um there's going to be a new dance party at Animal Kingdom called Takuna Matata Time Dance Party with uh, Timon and Pumbaa. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That should be fun. Actually, not is it with Timon and Pumbaa? I'm sorry, Timon and Rafiki. My apologies. Pumbaa's going to be upset with you. Yeah, well, Pumbaa, I think it's hard, you know, to to have out at a dance party. I won't say why because children listen. Uh, <laughs> but. I want to hear them accept that challenge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, also, there's some sort of three-dimensional photo opportunities that are going to be at Animal Kingdom. I kind of don't understand what that means, but I'm interested. So to me, uh, this sounds like when I, I went to the 60th anniversary at Disneyland and they had these, um, it was like these postcard photos you could do where uh, it had like a foreground and a backdrop and you would stand in the middle. So it looked like you were in the scene kind of thing. I, I feel like oh, it'll okay. be something like that. That that sounds like it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so the Festival of the Arts is back at Epcot, which doesn't, I feel like they can't qualify that as one of the new things since it's not a new thing. It's something that was there last year, but I'm not going to quibble, quibble with the list here. Uh, <laughs> the Disney on Broadway can- concert series is expanding to seven days a week during the Festival of the Arts, so you have more opportunities to experience Disney musical magic live on stage. Um, the, of course, the Flower and Garden Festival will be at Epcot next year, um, you know, as it always is. And then they're going to expand the Garden Rocks concert series to seven days a week. So, two hundred and seventy concerts over the ninety-day event. Which is cool. Crazy. That's a lot of concerts. <laughs> Um, then we're going to have the Lightning McQueen Racing Academy, which we talked about 
I don't know, several podcasts ago. Starting in spring 2019, new show experience. You'll come face-to-face with Lightning McQueen and learn from all his years on the track. And then outside the Racing Academy, you'll get to meet uh, Lightning McQueen's pal, Cruz Ramirez, which I'm assuming is from the third one that I didn't see. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, was the third one the any third good? One. Was the third one good? Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Is it better than the second one? that's that's very subjective <laughs> you're right okay in right. my house it's very subjective so okay. i gotcha okay yeah <laughs> i'm not um, gonna get into it <laughs> no it's fine i was just i was just joking um, and then um you know the last one again is just is talking about all the new stuff that's already there so I, there's a couple cool things in here i think i i'm excited about the about the edna mode meet and greet and the incredibles one and that they're actually going to do something with that alley instead of just walling it off over there mm-hmm. um I, I would like to point out something overall about this so um i've noticed over the last couple of weeks on facebook or well not the last couple of weeks it's been like a week and a half um, you know, there's been all these reports of, you know, them shutting down the move it, shake it dance party, um, pulling out, um, the, the, they had some of the, uh, the street characters that they were, they were pulling back on all that. And I, I, I find it funny that, you know, a lot of people were being very doom and gloom about it. And they were like, Oh, you know, budget cuts, budget cuts. But again, I, I always see it whenever they do this stuff like that that it's always because something like this is happening. Like, like to me, whenever they pull back on things, that's always a sign that something new or something bigger is usually coming down the pipe. And for me, this, uh, so I, I went to the, the Disney 60th anniversary and I went like before, during, and then after. And this looks very similar to me as before, you know, it didn't seem like there was a lot going on at the park. And then during it was like crazy. Like there was so many different things and it was, you know, almost overload. And then a year after they, they stopped doing the 60th, it was like things went back to normal again. So I I think, you know, for all the people that are like, you know, Oh, you know, Disney's Disney's, you know, cutting costs and this and that and everything. It's like, no, Sorry, that, <laughs> I, I don't think that's what they're doing here. Exactly. Yeah. Massive budget cuts around Disney World. Ten people reassigned somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just think, you know, pe- people need to think about it along the lines of, you know, if you see something going away, it's usually because they need the resources from whatever that show is to get trained or to, you know, rehearse for a new show. So, so to me, when they stop doing something that's actually a little exciting because it means that there's, you know, usually something new coming. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. So just, what, what, what of all these things are you guys most excited about? Da- Damon, you've been quiet. I, I don't, I don't know if you care about these at all. <laughs> I don't Not you. I've seen, I thought you'd be into the Incredibles thing, I guess. No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I, I like the Incredibles thing. I think that's, that's awesome. Um, some of these are so vague it's hard to yeah. know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I think the other one for me that I, I think will be interesting is seeing what they do with uh, the Dapper Dan's and the other entertainers on Main Street yeah because I, I mean I like I like the stuff they do right now but I'm guessing they're going to be doing more like Mickey Mouse Club centric songs and stuff like that so that'll so be that'll fun be nostalgia. fun yeah that'll be like yeah. fun nostalgia yeah yeah alright well 
Let's move on to something Damon can get all angry about or happy about. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're you're reacting to this. I know you're excited to talk about it though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. So I guess what we're talking about are the new ticket pricing. I guess the tiered ticket pricing. Well, so date based, based on date. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's all about the same. I, I, I mean, at the end of the day, what it, it's it's tearing you to be able to go certain times of the year if you don't want to pay extra, right? Like exactly. Um. So I mean, I'm kind of okay with this. Yeah, it's it's funny because I was saying to Trevor before the show, I, I feel like I'm like one of the only people I've read this. I was like, oh, okay, it's cool. I mean. In my mind, it's like, so, and for those that don't know, starting October 16th, basically Disney's switching to a date-based pricing model for both single and multi-day park tickets. So basically you're going to pick a a week or whatever, however long you're going to pick, and it's going to tell you what the price would be for that specific week for those tickets. Um, I, I also read somewhere too, that you'll be able to like put in like a price range and they'll be able to tell you what weeks you can go to inside that price range, which I think is good too. Uh, I think this is a good thing. And I, I honestly, when I heard about this, I was like, okay, I feel like we kind of knew this was coming because they, they did this with single day tickets about this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did this with single day tickets. And really when I see this, my initial reaction is star Wars, right? This is, this is all about star Wars to me no, because I, I no. don't think so. I no, see. Cause... They want to spread out. They want to spread it out now. They want to get it started now so that they can spread out the crowds for when Star Wars does open, and they're going mean, to want to continue. Have you doing been that. there recently? I mean, there's still a ton of crowds. It's still way I crowded. I mean, I, I don't think I... Star Wars is, is is what they're dealing with. There. Listen, as the end of the day, it's a business. is a business, right? Can you make more money? Sure. Yeah, they're going to make more money here. But I mean, is it going to alleviate the the problem of overcrowding? I just think Disney's too small. At the end of the day, people want to go, right? And that's a good thing. So what can we do to alleviate? I I don't even think this is going to alleviate crowds. I mean, I just think this is going to change the people that go, if that makes sense, right? At the end of the day, you know, if there's, I don't even know what capacity is across all the parks, but whatever that number is, I mean, I think the same amount of people are going to go. This is going to bring different people there. That's all. Well, I think the idea is to spread it throughout the year, right? To de-incentivize people from going during the busy times and incentivize them. But to I mean, go. what are we talking price difference wise? That's a good question. I, I would bet. I mean, they they number crunch these things a lot, and and they kind of been te- they've been testing this now pretty much for two years with the single day tickets. Um, so I would bet that they have figured out what the price point is that's going to move customer behavior. That they they analyze. But, but that here's kind of the stuff. thing, right? So assume. so how many times? Do they close the parks because they're too crowded for the, their over capacity? Easter and Christmas. Okay, so outside yeah. of New that, Year's. yeah. Outside of that, what is this doing? Right. So, I mean, if we're trying to alleviate crowds, is that what this is really doing? They're only closing the park three times a year anyway. Uh, but, I think this is just for a business standpoint. They know they can get more money. Do you think that the tickets? Well, uh, let's put it this way. Do you think that the high price tickets? are going to be the exact same amount higher than what we currently have that the low tickets are lower? I mean, are they even going to go lower? Where is that starting point? Is it now? Is it the price now? Is this the bottom? Or is the price that's going to be for the times that people don't normally... You, you know what I mean? Like, where is that bottom going to be? I, I think it's strictly a standpoint of, of money, which, again, listen, I am not mad at Disney making money because when Disney makes money, they do things. Right. They spend even even if that means certain new rides get built or certain new events happen or 
whatever the case may be, or they can pay their workers more or whatever that case is, is that I'm okay with that across the board. I don't see this as a Star Wars thing. I don't see this as a, you know, spreading out the crowd thing. I see this as a money thing just right from the get go. They're looking at it and saying, hey, you know what? People are coming. People are still going to come. We can get more money and we can do more then. Okay. I'm good with that. I guess I feel like if it were purely a money thing, that they would just unilaterally raise the price and not make it Which like a, they do you know like I mean? twice a year, right? Yeah, so. yeah. But that's why I feel like they wouldn't make a date <laughs> base. Because that's why, I'm, though? Well, why, what do you mean, why? Well, think about it. You're going to tell people that, let's say, that want to come. Are you going to pay more at Christmas or on, you know, November 1st? Well, that's what they're going to figure out. I'm, I'm sure but, they but have it not, figured out for every day. Sure. But yeah. at the end of the day, is that because you want to come for Christmas or because you're worried about crowds? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you're you're still going to... I mean, some people might just... You know, maybe you do go to during Christmas every year, but then you're like, wow, these are a lot more expensive. So maybe I'll go two weeks earlier. I think that's the idea behind these people things. People that are coming at Christmas yeah. don't give a rat's you know what about <laughs> a change in ticket I'm, price because just, it's already that expensive. I'm just saying I don't think it would be date based if they weren't trying to moderate crowds, if they were trying to spread, if they weren't trying to spread them out throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Now, I, sure, I, of course, they're going to try to make more money on this and they will make more money. But I just feel like I if they were just looking for more money, they just unilaterally raise the price. And, but and you, you, you can't unilaterally raise the pr- – see, I don't look at it that way. I look at it and say, hey, listen, they're going to raise the price on times that are more valuable. But again, like, right? So if you were to say they want to spread out the crowd, how many times has the park been closed to capacity? Well, it hasn't. But it's, so, it's not a just about capacity, though. They don't – they know that guests don't you, like okay. waiting in three-hour lines for Pandora. So, they would prefer to, you know <laughs> – Let me rephrase this question. Are they turning away people until, crowd get, until it gets to capacity ever? No, right? no, they're no, not changing yeah. capacity numbers across the year no. either. See, I, I mean, I don't agree with that. I think it's solely a business decision. And, and that's just my opinion, because I think that if that was the case, then change crowd capacity right over the course of the year, because just because you're changing the, the price doesn't necessarily reflect the crowd. There's there's you can correlate that and say, you know, it should, but it doesn't necessitate any sort of crowd difference. If you wanted to spread the crowd out throughout the year. Change the amount of people that are allowed, you know, through the gates. Yeah, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from on that. I think it's just it's they know. Like, here's a good example. I was talking to a coworker about about Disney, and she was like, "My husband will never go because he went one time and the lines were so long, and he hated it, and he never wants to go back again." Sure. And I was like, "Okay." And I, I think this is a lot to do with guest experience more than anything. I think Disney understands that when people come and they wait in long lines, they have a bad experience and they don't want to come back as much. And and th- and that's, to me, I think they want to moderate the crowds. They want to spread them out through but, the year. Make the same amount of money, have the same amount of people come. Just have it be you know more spread out, shorter I, I lines. Yeah. I don't agree experience. with that because for every person that doesn't want to come because of their crowds, there's 10 more people that are going to go. Well, like, I mean, you're, you're not at wrong. the end of the day, they're, <laughs> yeah. not, they're, they're not hurting for people. It's not like they're down on numbers, which then I could say, okay, you know what? They need to do something for that experience for that person, but they're not down on numbers where, where that's a problem. Again, that's just my personal well, opinion. But, I don't see it as any correlation. Even though we may think that because it makes yeah. sense, I just think it's strictly a business standpoint of making more money, which they are going to, which I'm still okay with. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm okay, make more money, do more things. Like I'm good with that. I'm, I'm saying, I guess my point is, it's the same amount of people that are going. It's just 
over different spread more evenly throughout the year as opposed to you know 20 percent coming I, during spring break 20 percent coming during, i think you know that what I mean? you're placing a lot of importance on a 10 percent, and i'm guessing right on maybe yeah. a 10 percent difference on a vacation that's going to cost you thousands of dollars no, anyway. no one no one's coming and going you know what man I, if i don't go this week i could might save 200 dollars. like phew, all right let's change everything well, up I, I don't know. I mean, the people are always, you know, hunting for deals on park tickets and stuff. So, you know, you've got people like, that I, buy Target gift cards for like five, like they, to pay for everything. And, and, and you know and what that's not doing, though? Such a small difference. That's not changing their date, though. That's no, saying that yeah. they're still going at the time they want to. But if you're telling like I did Undercover Tourist, right? You know, big plug because I, I, I thought that was a great experience. It didn't change when I was going. It just saved me money. If you're telling me I can save money, but I'm still at the time frame. Listen. In at least in the U.S., the way that our vacation works, I mean, you got to put in an awfully long time in advance to get you know a week or two off. I just don't think that the the needle's going to budge for these people that are planning their vacations. And and I would never want to change when I felt was the best time for me to take a vacation over a couple bucks. Okay, I got I got one question though. So your experience with undercover tourist, if the tickets that you bought from them. Mm-hmm. If they said that those tickets were only valid from like October 15th to October 25th, would you change your plans to so, use Trevor, their tickets? Are you really even asking me that? But you know me, right? No. But, <laughs> but, no. but th- th- some people would do that. They would look at I, it and go, okay, you I, know. I think that the amount of people that you're talking about it is almost unfathomable over the price difference that we're talking about. And, and, and listen, I may be proved wrong, but in my opinion, I don't think anyone's changing their date of their vacation um, in any number that matters. Listen, the people that are going last minute, okay, maybe this makes a difference. But if they're going last minute anyway, they obviously have disposable income. I, I just don't see it as a date change. Like, here's the thing. I'm gonna, when are you going again? To when uh, you going? January? I go January 19th. Cool. I'll give you $300 to go in December. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't uh, moved your needle, right? Yeah. Exactly. But it does like <laughs> with true, airline yeah. tickets for a lot of people. I'm sure. I'm sure part of your equation, Trevor, is when airline tickets are cheaper, right? I mean, <laughs> no, it's not. No, uh, <laughs> no for me, not. no, because I'm using my air miles to pay for it. <laughs> okay, so, well, yeah. but I mean, a lot of people will make <laughs> yeah. a decision based on when there's cheaper but I airline think, tickets. And, I, and I think that those people are maybe the vocal people, but they are not the majority that makes that needle change any bit for park capacity. I don't. That's how I feel. <laughs> Listen, we can talk, no, we can go around. We, yeah, we, no, we I, both have different opinions, no, no, but that's no, how I fine. feel about it. But, I mean, that is what Disney is stating, though, is why they're doing it, is to spread this crowd out. But, of course, they're going to make more money on it, too. I mean, that's, of, of course, course, part of it. I mean, they're a business. It's not, you know. And, again, I, what I could see, if you were to come and you were to tell me, like, hey, Disney has been closed four times every month for the past year, except these three months, and then they're changing those tickets to be less expensive – that would make more sense, but they're not at capacity, and they don't care if they're at 99% or 98% or 90%. They'd rather be at 98% making more money. So that, again, I think, that's, the, I think they care about that more than you think. Because I, I, I'll tell you, I've If they there. did, then there'd never be a 99% capacity where people are complaining. Because they would have said, listen, people are complaining. Forget about the ticket pricing. We're just going to cut capacity down by 10,000 people. And then yeah. we never have those problems. Yeah. I, I, I've been there before. Like, so the one time I went right before Christmas and they shut down the day after I, the day after I left, they shut down magic kingdom by 10 AM. 
And so, but we were already dealing with those crowds. So the parks weren't shut down, but they were so crowded. I mean, you're talking, we're walking around Epcot, which is a, has huge walkways in it. And we're like cattle, basically. <laughs> I mean, it's, and it's, it's not a fun experience. Like it's, it's not as fun as, as I would normally have. So I, I don't know. Even though the park's not closed, even though it's not closed because of capacity, it's still not a great experience when it's that busy. So I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> you know, I, I don't disagree completely with what you're saying. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I just think it makes, I, I'm all for spreading the crowd out as much as you can. And I, I think I look at it from an economic, uh, like an economic standpoint where it's like supply and demand. You know, you put the ticket so, prices so you're, up. What you're bit. doing now is the times that are low capacity that people enjoy going to are no longer going to be low capacity. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly yeah. Right. So there's never yeah. any low capacity. No, there's never. So now the, you just ruined it across the whole year. If, if you have a crowd calendar, the idea is to get rid of the ones and the tens and make them all fives. <laughs> that's, that's, I think, what See, they're that, trying to accomplish. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. And I also don't think that, I, I, like I said, it's nice to go in August. Go in August one time. Yeah, it's hot, but man, is it nice. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I want to talk about this rumor though. So, so let's let's bang out this ad so I can get to this rumor. I got Descendants to watch tonight. I don't have time for for ticket prices. Let's talk about our friends at uh, DVC Resale Market. Yeah, they so they of course they're they're sponsoring us right now, which they're super awesome guys. Um, DVC Resale Market is the leader in DVC resale industry with eleven former Disney Vacation Club guides and two former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking about selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market with over 98% listing sell within 30 days and over 2,400 contracts that were sold in 2017 alone. So we had these guys on a couple of weeks ago. They were super fun to talk to and yeah, make sure if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to them. Um, if you want to get a hold of DVC Resale Market, you can go to uh, dvcresalemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS, which is uh, 382-7767, and let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Uh, again, that's uh, dvcresalemarket.com or 1-844-DVC-PROS. All right. I, I don't know about you guys, but I downloaded their app, and I've talked about this a couple times. Now I get alerts for like the contracts that I want, and I'm not ready to buy resale yet, but <laughs> I keep getting these alerts, and I, I show my wife, and I'm like, oh, 100 points right at our U-share at the resort we want. She's like, stop showing me these. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So let's, yeah. let's talk about this rumor. Um, I know we usually do rumors at the end of the show, but we wanted to do this a little bit earlier because we're going to lose Damon in like 10 minutes here. So... Um, we wanted to talk about this because this is an interesting rumor. Um, Damon, do you want to read this one sure. since you're all about it? Sure. India Pavilion coming to Epcot World Showcase. That in itself sounds awesome. Um, but then with a Jungle Book ride? I know. So and this Ooh. is a rumor, everybody, because, rumor. again, this sounds absolutely awesome um, in general. So, listen, here's the thing. India's a huge part of the globe. They they should be represented at the end of the day. Even though I don't love Indian food, I'm still okay with that. I still want to see this come to fruition. Um, I think that having India in the pavilion would be great. So I agree. That that part of it is awesome. Um, but the ride, a Jungle Book ride, I can I can just in in my mind's eye think about how awesome that that would possibly be. I don't even know how they would do it. I just I don't I just hope, I, yeah. 
I just hope that it's not like a, you know, a screen sort of thing. Like, you know, some of the stuff over at Universal. I hope that it's like a ride, ride, ride. With like I mean, animatronic, like blue. Dude, again, like, <laughs> oh my goodness. What like that floating in the water Frozen next to you? after, but. No, I'm Jungle thinking. Book? No, I'm thinking more like that ride that you guys totally just dismiss all the time. Navi River. Oh, I don't dismiss it. I like you it. You guys both dismiss it. So <laughs> I would say that if you actually took. The, the same sort of game plan at Navi River, but you, you made it Jungle Book? Like, I would be on board with that. Listen, my knock on Navi River is it's just too short, and yeah. I feel like I can see too many boats, right? Like, at the end of the day? You just want but it to be more intimate. You want it to be more intimate um, and a little bit longer. But yeah. outside of that, I think it's a great ride. And I would love to see something Jungle Book-based. And I think that the animatronic level today could do it justice. Now, here's a question, though. Would you want closer to the live action jungle book or would you want more of the classic animated jungle book um so what would i want and what will they end up giving us on my (laughs) my guess my guess is that i would like something closer to the animated jungle book but i think they will give us something closer to the live action film to be absolutely honest with you well Um, which makes sense because it'll probably be around this time the second movie's coming out because they're going to do a second one of the live action so yeah, I, I think this would be absolutely phenomenal. And like I said, while I'm not in, in India, well, that's not true because samosas are awesome, right? But in general, <laughs> I'm not a, a huge fan of Indian food. I still think that this is probably one of the. I think it's you know something that's a little underrepresented in general in you know in Epcot, and I think this would be something that really should be in there. I'd, I'd like to see this. I mean. There's a lot of places I would love to see, right, in, in Epcot, but I think that this one, from the standpoint of people um, and, and, you know, actually people in the world, it, this makes the most sense, to be honest with you. And then I, I feel like they would almost need to do, like, a like a Bollywood stage show or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Too. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. I could get I, on board with that. What I was interested in, because, you know, at least Trevor and I are obsessed with like the technologies they use on the ride sometimes, like the ride systems. They, I read that they were going to use the same ride system that they use for Pirates of the Caribbean in Shanghai, which is that the, the boat, like the trackless boat, pretty much. Yeah. It, where it, they it, can it, turn it and, like, you know, it can go all sorts of directions. And you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a trackless ride system, but it uses a boat instead of just through through a standard set it it has all the water effects and everything going on so you can't really know where you're going in the boat it feels and and plus they can like turn it like they do with the omni movers you know aka like haunted mansion so you can see certain scenes or you can go backwards all of a sudden that kind of cool stuff yeah and then so um kind of like what you were saying damon you know you you hope that it's not going to be screens like universal is actually yeah that that if they do move to that pirate style thing is that you get i think the best of both worlds where you get yeah, the cool yeah, yeah you get the cool you know cinematic effects but then you also have the animatronics yeah, g- g- as well right yeah g- give me the animatronics i, I want to see some animatronics like i said we're, we're getting to the point where they're they're so close to reality that i, I think that they're they're more fun i want yeah. to see i want to see baloo floating next to me on the boat as i'm going down the like a river or something oh yeah right an animatronic mm-hmm. baloo just singing to you yeah <laughs> 
I'm sorry, Damon. I interrupted you. What were you saying? No, I was going to say. <laughs> see, see, it's, I only have a few minutes. I'm going to talk about Millennium Falcon because I don't really care. I just, just throw this right thing right <laughs> off the rails. Blow up our now. agenda. All right, let's do <laughs> it. Blow up the agenda. So now, I'm going to just sneak right past it. Wrap up real quick. So we we all are in favor of this. We hope to see it. I really hope they do it. I think the World Showcase is way overdue for more countries. So go ahead. Let's let's talk Millennium Falcon. Let's talk Millennium Falcon for five minutes. Okay. Oh, can, uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch. I'm glad I saw it last time I was there. Boom. Done. All right. Well, there's, there's an update to that. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's not really closed. Yeah, it's, it's not, not really closing. So like we'll stick. talk about that a little bit. Though. Yeah. All right. Millennium Falcon. All right. Let's see. So I guess we saw a lot of new details. I mean, there's a video that's on the Target exclusive solo, all that good stuff. I, I think. Which I still have me, not seen yet, by the way. I need to get on that. No, I mean, I, I think for me, like, I, I'm, I'm a little. Man, I'm a little nervous about this ride now. Like, it sounds kind of cool, but, like, I'm a little nervous about this this ride right now. Like, so what they're saying, there's going to be a whole bunch of buttons, knobs, and switches on the inside of the cockpit. There's going to be 42 guests at a time and seven pods that seat six each. Again, that seems like a small number. We don't know how long the ride is. I wish the ride... I'm going to wish the ride is probably longer than it was, so it doesn't seem like this is going to move as fast as we all want, but whatever, that's fine. The pods are going to be able to rotate 360 degrees. They should be part of the movie. Okay, great. I think the problem that I'm having with this is these 200-odd buttons and switches is like, man, I, I don't know. What's going to end up happening is someone's going to tell us all what you should do, and then it's just not going to be fun anymore. Like, so you just gotta like ignore spoilers. That's it all. doesn't work like that. You can't ignore them. They just they're too much in your face. <laughs> like some of the things that are cool. Like what I'm hoping is, and again, see, it, this is it's a two edged sword because what I'm kind of hoping is is like as you're shooting at these Tie Fighters, right? Like you're in the Millennium Falcon. Who's gonna get that seat? Like who is gonna, going to get each one that, of these yeah. seats? That'll be that a fight is going for to be kids. a problem. <laughs> but it's but always going to be a problem. That's the thing, though. This there's different positions, right? So you could be a gunner one time, and another time I, you could I, be I flying. I want to be a gunner it, right? every time. Yeah. I don't care about okay. that. I want to so, be a gunner okay, every time. Yeah, hold on, Tom. Let, let's think about this. You know, you've got a family of four. Yeah. You know, <laughs> two two boys. You know, within a couple of years of each other. Oh yeah, I'm like sure. that will Make be it a, a family fight of five, and this time. is me. Yeah, you, yeah. you take over a whole pod just by yourself. And I'm telling you right now, rando. I'm a gunner. The boys can go scratch butt. Like, <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about if Dad wants to be the gunner. Yeah. <laughs> See again, like this sounds great. And then again, what's going to happen is if you don't do well, you could lose like credit your reputation goes your reputation down, yeah. so now i'm mad at the dude next to me that can't shoot a tie fighter out of the sky because he's like you know a stormtrooper I, I, this is going to be interesting but this is going to create some drama it, if, if, it's, if, if it's all working the way they're saying it's gonna work now i just don't think that i, mean, I just don't know how you do that why I love this for you, though, Damon, is that guy you're going to be mad at is one of your kids because you you guys will take up almost the whole pod by yourself. So I feel like you're going to be yelling at your well, son, well, like, he, well, shoot better. We're losing reputation here. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So you're talking about they're seating six, right? Yeah. So I'm going to bring my family. They're going to be well trained. But then I don't want a, I don't want a six person. Like I got rando, five. I'm yeah. good. No, I don't want to. No single riders. Like my family's got it covered. Like we trained for this. You know, like (laughs) yeah. That that's the that is the problem. And the thing is, is that we I think you you guys aren't at this place yet. But what's going to happen is my daughter, who you know, let me say the next time we go, probably be nine. What's going to happen is, is that she's going to be with boys that are fifteen and thirteen. They're going to berate the you know what out of her when she can't handle the ship. (laughs) It's going to be a disaster uh, I, I love the idea but like I'm worried about that I really am and there's 200 buttons that's a lot of buttons 200 buttons like how many buttons am I in charge of 
So I, you know what? I'm a button pusher though. I like to flip switches yeah, and push buttons in mission true, space. Tom, <laughs> you better you better darn well know what you're doing because if you're on my, in in my pod, I'm mad if you don't know what you're doing. Well, you yeah, one, one of those crit switches sheet. just shuts down the whole uh, the whole uh, thing, all your drive systems or something. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I mean me, me and my son, we we got on mission space, and I actually drove two roles at the same time. But mission space, <laughs> what what is what happens if you do poorly on mission space? Well, it overrides and the computer yeah. takes over. Exactly. So, but but still, the just the sheer amount of buttons, we were still able to do our roles. But the whole time, like me and my son were, you know, playing with buttons, and I and you know, you'd figure out that you know a certain one would turn a light on and and all kinds yeah, of stuff. I, yeah, so. I do that too. Yeah, and yeah. I don't even have a, a child old enough to do. Yeah, that. I did, like I said, I just think that this is going to be one of those that if it works the way they say it's going to work, it is sure going to be interesting. And now I have to mic drop. I'm out. I, Descendants, everybody. How if you you got to watch Descendants? How can you not watch Descendants? I do have a couple. I don't know. I I've never watched it. I Hard. I know. I, I, I know. I got, I got stuff to catch up on. I, I'll, yeah. I'll be you, there. Tom will get there. Don't worry. He's got I'll a few years, there. but he will catch up. <laughs> And, I have several that, more thoughts about this. Right, well, you have to you have to you have to work that out with Trevor. Then you know yeah, my opinion. <laughs> this ride sounds awesome, but it's going to create fist fights. All right, and with that, I'm going to leave. Damon out. Damon All right. out. <laughs> Bye, Damon. Um, so a couple other things on this. So I, I read 42 guests at a time, and I know they built. I want to say, looking at pictures, they built like four of these. So. I, right? Well, am I wrong about that? They, I remember there being large circles, and I feel like I remember seeing four large circles at this thing. So, I could be wrong. Someone will correct me. So, on. it's not just forty-two guests for the whole ride. It's forty-two guests per circle pod thing. Well, no, forty-two guests at a time in seven pods. That's six seats, six each. So that to me sounds like there's. So it's not that there's. You're thinking that there's four larger. Areas I that each have seven pods. pods total. Yes. So four larger areas with seven pods each, and then each. So that would multiply this number by four. Well, and I also look at it this this way too. From what I've seen, and you know, I don't know if this is true or not. It seems like it's going to be continuously moving. And I guess what I mean by that is, it seems like they're going to be loading and unloading pods always. Right. Yeah, I, that was my thought too. Is that you know, I, I think people are thinking about this kind of like, you know, how Star Tours is, you know, where they load the entire, you know, the entire ride all at once and then unload the ride all at once. Yeah. If, if each pod is, you know, they tell you to go to a pod and then you go in and, and they're all starting asynchronously. I'm glad Mm. I said that word, right? Oh, that's good. That was good. Um, um, So yeah, if, if it's, if it's asynchronous, then that means that, yeah, they'll, you'll, you'll always have a line moving. Yep. Which, which yeah, that means that you know, you know, throughput is you know six people at a time per pod, but it's still I, moving. I, yeah, I don't feel it would be that bad. I mean, reality is is that it's going to be crazy long lines for the first little while, no matter what. You know, doesn't matter if they they had this thing you know housing three hundred people at a time, it's going to be busy. But okay. yeah, ho- hopefully they've they've you know. They thought about I, all this. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they're they're far enough along that, you know, they they've figured out how to manage that queue a little better. <laughs> no, agree. And I, I just pulled up an overhead picture of construction, and there are four big circles here. So at least so, four. There might be one hidden under the under the uh, the the roof here, but it looks like there's at least four different sets of pods. So that's forty two times four. 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's still a good amount of people. It's not, you know, the thousands that the Haunted Mansion could put through at once, of course. But, you know, this is a pretty unique ride system. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, th- this is all, so far, it's, um, we've yeah, still got did. little bits and pieces. We don't know the full story, right? <laughs> 168 riders at a time. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> I, I, I do kind of agree with Damon's point that, you know, this will... I, I I can see people, you know, having to break their children up because, <laughs> you know, that's you know, why, one wants. That's why I only have one. That's you know, yeah, that's... yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, single, only child. I guess it's better, but but even at that, I guess you know, because if like in our case, you know, we're a family of three, which means we're with three other people. So I don't know, yeah. am I arm wrestling to get the gunner or? How you know, does that work? <laughs> I'm guessing, and I, I have nothing, I have no way to know if this is true, but I noticed the way the rows are set where it's like, you know, two rows of three, basically. I'm thinking they're duplicate roles on each side. So, like, whoever's right. sitting across from each other is the same role, and then maybe at some point in the middle of it, control shifts to the other row. You know, like, oh, our controls are down, and then the other side is, you know, all of a sudden in control. I don't know. Just a guess. But... Hmm. I don't know how else they could make it work. So, <laughs> or yeah, I'm I'm thinking also. So, did you ever go to Disney Quest when it was open? Yeah, yeah. So the the pirate ride in there, or the the VR ride, where you were on the raft and you had one person that was um, driving the raft, and then everybody else was was gunners. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering if that. maybe it's something like that, where you know, it, you one person gets to drive the Millennium Falcon and then everybody else has those shooting Thunder roles or something. Yeah. I, I, I could see it being that way. I, I do think I, the other thing I read on here, by the way, that I'm, is interested to me, interesting to me is that it says the, the pod's going to be able to rotate 360 degrees. Does that mean how big is you that can, thing? <laughs> well, but that's what I'm wondering. Like when it, does that mean it just spins like 360? I mean, like, am I gonna have to wear like a like a harness like so I don't like fall out of this thing? Well, like, how is that gonna work? Look at the gunners on the movie. Like when when Luke yeah. is in the gunner thing, he does have he has a harness on because it's going all over the place, right? So so this says the pods will rotate 360. So I'm guessing that means the the rotating of all of the little seven pods that seat six e. I don't know. This is confusing. <laughs> I guess I, I'm wondering if they mean like the cockpit of it can rotate to 360 or if they just mean the whole ride will rotate 360, which makes sense that the whole ride would. But because like we said, I think it's going to be continuously moving in that big circle. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> I find it interesting, too, that they're basing this on the on the um, animated series. They're basing the mission on Star Wars Rebels. Did you see that part? I did, and which again is kind of interesting because Han Solo never really showed up in Rebels. So, oh really? See, I haven't watched Rebels either. I know I'm. I you guys give me a hard time all the time about yeah. not watching any of this stuff. But I, I've I've heard Rebels is really good. But um, I just thought it was interesting that they were going to base. The, it seemed like they were going to base the ride, or at least the story in the ride, on on that. Yeah, that's so. that's interesting because so you. Lando does show up in Rebels and it because okay. it, it's actually before um, episode four and before um, Rogue One. 
Okay. So it's so it's like a young Lando and a young um, Princess Leia show up in Rebels. So well, all the concept pictures we've seen, not concept, all of like the, remember they shared that one picture of like the hallway of the of the Falcon for this ride, and it was like super clean and new and not like beat up and old. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that to your point, maybe it's like you know, early years of the, of the Falcon, like where before it got all beat up and nasty and gross, it, like that one picture they showed is all like white and perfect and pristine, which you know that if Disney was trying to tell the story of like the later movies, they would dirty it up. They would make it look like, you know, the movies. But, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, launch bay kind of, uh, star Wars launch bay kind of has a bit of that feel to it. So yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, this whole ride is really interesting. I like kind of Damon said, I have no idea how this is going to work. <laughs> I, I I think it'll be a blast, whether it's comical or just really awesome. I, I'll, I'll enjoy it either way. <laughs> uh, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm I'm really psyched about it. It's it's I'm I want to know more details about the dark ride. I don't. I'm surprised we haven't learned anything about that. Like it's really just been pretty pretty quiet with well it, that's been kind of easy for them to hide because you know as soon as they said millennium falcon you know everybody's everybody's exactly. focus shift over, over there which i don't think is a bad thing really because you know i do as much as you know we we love talking about this stuff and as much as we love you know digging into these details i do want to be surprised when i get there too so oh I, yeah for sure i yeah. you know, we don't want to know i know everything for sure yeah, I like just, I, you know, I, I was gonna say I'm actually, you know, I'm I'm that person that. So in Disneyland, they redid um, Big Thunder Railroad, and they they redid the last lift hill, which is at, awesome. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's super awesome. But bef- I, but when I knew it was happening, um, I deliberately avoided any YouTube videos that you know, if anybody was even like getting near Big Thunder, I would immediately turn off whatever youtube channel i was watching because i didn't want to spoil it for myself and i'm i'm kind of the same way about parts of star wars land is like yeah the millennium falcon is it's too interesting not to look into but the other one i really don't want to know i don't care to know because i just want to walk in and just be blindsided by it (laughs) i I think that's that's a good point and by the way if those of you out there who have not seen the final lift um, at, on Big Thunder at Disneyland, go do yourself a favor and YouTube it if you don't mind spoilers because you'll just wish so badly that they would do that at Disney World because well, it is so stinking cool. <laughs> I, I have heard rumors of it coming to Disney World at some point, but well, I wouldn't hold Everyone my thought it was going to happen during that last long refurbishment they did, mm-hmm. but then they didn't do it. So, I don't know. It, yeah, it's, 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 cool. it's an awesome effect, though. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah. I won't ruin it for anybody. You go ruin it for yourself if you want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I, so it's. I think that's all I got about. I, I really actually want to buy this DVD, or find, I'm sure this is out there on the internet somewhere that I can watch it without buying the the, the DVD for Solo. But I really want to watch this 13 minute bonus feature because I think it'd probably be pretty interesting. Although I do notice some of these Imagineers keep saying the same stuff over and over, but you know they've got like a little script and they're going to keep saying it uh, about, you know, affecting your reputation and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Let's be honest here. They have a legal team standing behind the camera telling them what they can (laughs) and can't say. So (laughs) don't expect them to be brutally honest with you. Like we are. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. So let's talk illuminations. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm happy. Sad. Yeah. (laughs) 
So <laughs> we we've talked about this, I think, a couple episodes ago, where there was rumors that Illuminations was ending. There were some permits that were filed of uh, new electrical stuff being wired in the World Showcase, and that had to do maybe with a new show. So now we have official word, official official word. Um, and I'll, I guess I'll read what they wrote. Um, the Disney Parks Live Entertainment team is already busy creating new thrills to, do, to do debut immediately following the conclusion of Illuminations, uh, continuing the tr- tradition of the nightly entertainment of the World Showcase Lagoon. Um, so Illuminations is currently planned to run to the end of summer of 19, which makes me so mad because I'm going in October <laughs> and it's, it's I think it's going to be gone by then. But yep. at the same time, I'm excited. I so Illuminations. I think I've talked about it on the show passionately before. Is one of it's like a show that I remember from when I was a kid going there. It's a very nostalgic thing for me. Now, given that in it in and of itself, the fact that I remember going there when I was a kid is a total reason why it needs to go because it's been there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it maybe has the best soundtrack of any nighttime Disney show. To this day, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> okay, maybe Fantasmic or uh, Happily Ever After is pretty good now too. Oh, whatever. <laughs> What's your vote? What's Paint your vote? Paint the Night. Oh. Oh, well, see, I've never seen Paint the Night, so okay. I can't. Yeah. Wait, and isn't that, Paint that's the a night? parade as well. But yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Yeah, the the thing is, you're right. Illuminations has been good for a long time, but it is showing its age. And yes. for me, actually, my, my first time seeing Illuminations was actually on my honeymoon. So, oh, wow. so um, yeah, I never saw it as a kid, but, you know, I remembered us seeing it and I was thoroughly impressed by it way back then. And, and sorry, I've been married for a long, long time now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I remembered seeing it back then and I thought it was amazing. But then um, sadly, you know, I, I had that excitement. And when, when I took my son last this time last year, actually, to to uh disney we were you know we went to epcot and i was you know i was like oh boy we're gonna watch illuminations and and i watched it with him and i was trying to be really excited about it and then i just saw the effects and it was like you know we watched happily ever after the night before oh yeah and then we watched (laughs) illuminations and it was kind of like okay that's it it hasn't aged well unfortunately and and i'm sorry i know there's a lot of people that are listening to this that are probably getting upset with me and i i feel you i really do there there's so many things at disney that that i am nostalgic about but unfortunately illuminations is not one of them at this point (laughs) i'll say that i'll say this right so wishes was super popular with everybody and then they replaced it with happily ever happily ever after and if you're you know, if you still love Wishes more than Happily Ever After, I think it's a lot of nostalgia talking because I don't know if you can feasibly say that Wishes was a better show than Happily Ever After is. Um, I couldn't believe how good Happily Ever After was when I saw it. So when I look at this, I'm just like, okay, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this. You know? Yeah. I, I'm I, I'm assuming there's going to be some projection going on in the countries, which I think will be cool. Um, I it's funny because you know they have like the lasers and all that stuff right that come out of the countries mm-hmm. and I'm like I remember in 1999 there was like a laser light show at on New Year's uh, no what was it 4th of July 
And like that was cool then in 1999. <laughs> Lasers now, <laughs> meh, who yeah. cares? So, yeah. in in my, I think it's I think it's one of those things where there's so many cool things they can do. We we kind of talked about this in a previous episode, but I would love to see them use the drone technology. I'd love to see the projection technology. I hope there's a lot of fireworks. Um, I don't know. I'm excited about this, but I'm also sad too. I feel the same way as you. And you're going to at least get to see one more time. see it one more time before it goes, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and we will be, I, I've already told my wife and my son that we are going to see it because I, I feel it's right. It, you know, it's right to give it a proper send off and, you know, to yep. see it one last time. And then, you know, and then, you know, you, you can have the memories and you can have that nostalgia and then also look forward to the next new thing that's coming. And actually, you know what? I just, as you were saying about all the different technologies, I forgot another nighttime show that, I'm sorry, totally does trump Illuminations, and that's World of Color. Oh, yeah. I've heard World of Color is great. It is it is fantastic. And, and you know, part of me hopes when, when I started thinking about it, you know, World of Color has a lot of water effects that go on too. They, yeah. they use lights and water jets and all this stuff in tandem that makes for a really amazing show. Um, maybe some of that can get worked in as well. Like I'm not expecting them to take the entire lagoon and do, you know, water jets, but, you know, I, I feel that, yeah, there is a lot more they can do. There's a lot of new technology that's come along in the last 20 years that they can really make something, you know, I feel that honors illuminations as it was, but also make something new and better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And the cool thing about it is they have, there's so much they can do. They have a huge lagoon. They have all those buildings around it. I mean, it's like a, I mean, it's got to be exciting if you're someone creative enough to be an Imagineer where it's like a, a just a complete blank palette that you can do so many cool things with um because i don't think the globe survives by the way i don't think that's going to be in the next show i can't see it happening yeah the, the the globe unfortunately it, it is a lot of what i think it makes it look kind of dated because you know it's yeah. not it's not that big it's kind of hard or at least when i was watching it it was a lot harder to see what was going on on the globe than what i remembered well, so and I think people's tastes have changed too, because that show is I I truly think it's the the message and the story that it tells is is a beautiful message and a beautiful story, but it's also a little bit slow at times. And I think people now like action, right? You, you need a lot of things going on. Well, and I mean, not, not every get show bored in that to, show. Yeah. Not every show needs to be you know all about action, but there's definitely better ways to tell that same story. Sure, right? Yeah, yeah. For and. I, you know, I'm not the person that bemoans, you know, all the intellectual property that's made its way into Epcot, but I'm kind of hoping they steer away from that. I, I, I think that focusing on the countries and not throwing like Anna and Elsa in there, if they're showing like Norway, like I, I just don't think it's necessary, you know, but they might do it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, to, I would like I to know. think that, but uh, uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but I can definitely see, you know, probably Ratatouille maybe Coco. Um, yeah. Honestly, of all of those, I feel that, that frozen is probably the one that least deserves to be in there oh, because yeah, it's probably true not, because it's not actually based on a real location. <laughs> well, and if the, well, yeah, that's true. And yeah. if the, if the India, India pavilion happens, then, you know, you'll see some, some jungle book in there and, and that's, that's legit though. I mean, you know, that's mm-hmm. takes place in those areas. So I, 
I'm sad. I'm sad it's officially announced. But like I said, I have faith based on what they did with Wishes and with Happily Ever After. I believe they will do a great job with this show. Um, it seems like they're already working on it. I love the fact that Illuminations is going to close one night and then open up the next day as whatever the new show is. Um, yeah, that that's crazy to me that they're they're going to switch it that fast. Like, Oh, yeah. Wait, but they did that with Happily Ever After, though, too. I mean, I, Wishes was gone, and I think the next day Happily Ever After was there, wasn't it? Was it that quick? I I actually didn't I didn't pay attention to when the the changeover happened. I th- I think it was overnight. If it wasn't overnight, it was like a day or two because they I think they had everything set up and ready to go for the next show. Wow. There was also oh gosh, I wish I I, I should have written this down, but I saw something that Disney applied for a trademark for a name right around the same time that this was announced, and a lot of people were speculating. And I read the name, and I was like, please don't use it. <laughs> so, it was so bad. Is this like that thing we talked about where they were talking about renaming Hollywood Studios and some of the names were just were awful? Horrific. Yeah, yeah. I, this was, but they, this is a name they actually trademarked. I got to see if I find if I can find it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, stall for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's yeah. I mean, oh, what, yeah. I, I can't even fathom what. Uh, what how bad the name could be but i, it was something I guess bad. it wasn't something good i'm telling you right now i i gotta find it because it's uh, it was funny and i forgot <laughs> but i i guess on the flip side of that is you know if, if they're not going to call it illuminations anymore what would they call it because hopefully not this terrible name because so yeah. it's so bad or do you, I, i'm gonna find it while we're talking about other stuff here yeah do, do you suppose that they would call it like or because right now it's illuminations reflections of earth do you think they would do like illuminations and then another subtitle to it of some sort i guess they could do that illuminations electric boogaloo oh. <laughs> no, that's funny <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's move on yeah. to the next topic while right. i'm looking for this dumb name and then <laughs> can... okay so so damon touched on this earlier before yeah. he left um so Damon likes to ruin things we're going to talk about before we talk about them <laughs> yeah but but it's funny because uh so i know that the news went out that rafiki's plant watch was closing and so i guess i guess the reason that that came out the way it did was that some cast members got told that it was closing but there it wasn't clarified as to um what was going on with it so um so they they've updated the story a little bit here. The the information we've mm-hmm. got is the entirety of Rafiki's Planet Watch, including the Wildlife Express train, will close temporarily at the end of the operating day on October twentieth, twenty eighteen. The meet and greets and Rafiki's Planet Watch will actually close earlier on September twenty ninth. But again, they all they've said is temporary. So I get the feeling yep. that this is going to end up being like Stitch, which is kind of weird to me that uh or well no sorry i should back up that this isn't the same as stitch because no the rafiki's planet watch it's also where the animal hospital is for animal kingdom so it is an actual functioning area yep like like they they have got people you know doing things regardless of whether or not there's tourists in there or not so so it, it sounds to me like the, this temporary closing and opening thing is, yeah, they, they've probably got a plan in place that they're going to revamp the area or they're going to repurpose some things. And for now, they're just going to make it seasonal because, yeah, it doesn't make sense for them to uh, to have it open all the time. Also, 
this goes back to my previous point about, you know, when Disney closes things down, it's usually because they have a plan for something bigger. Um, this, this temporary closing of it could be that the, they need those people to help with the stuff for Mickey's birthday. So, yeah, yeah. so they're redirecting those people to help, you know, with some of the new shows and some of the new stuff that's going on in other places in the parks. Or again, maybe next year we're going to see something come about where, you know, there's a new attraction at Animal Kingdom at Rafiki's Plant Watch. Or maybe, I don't know, if it wasn't Rafiki hosting it, who else would be hosting it? I've got, I've got a crazy theory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I so the the latest news story, and I I didn't update this completely because the this was kind of as we're recording this, this is kind of breaking news. So the latest story is Disney has come out and said that they will close it temporarily to refurbish it. So I think, and this was a rumor a while ago, but I'm going to recklessly speculate that they're going to turn this into a Zootopia themed area. You know, yeah, that's, how, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I wouldn't be against that. I wouldn't either. I think it could be really cool. There's some neat stuff they could do with that. Yeah. Uh, I, that's my that's my theory, though. I'm saying they're turning it into Zootopia, and they're going to announce it at D23 this year. It'll be Nick Wilde's popsicle stand or something like that. <laughs> they could easily do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a natural one. Actually, if they sold the popsicles there from... Yeah, right? I would actually buy that. <laughs> Who wouldn't buy one? <laughs> you know, if it was like a strawberry pop, like like you know how they do the the, yeah. the lemon strawberry popsicles. If they were in the shape of the paws, yeah, like Disney. If you're listening right now, I, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. No, I. It's that's the thing, man. It's I. I. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna. Because they've come out now and said that they're refurbishing it and it'll open back up, I think they said, in spring, I want to say. Um, like I said, this is kind of breaking news. So this is... Um, I, I don't have it in front of me just because it is breaking news. So, right. Um, but, it, but basically, yeah, they're saying now it's not going to close permanently like, it was, like they were saying before. It's going to reopen in spring of 2019. Um, they said this will allow it time for a, quote, extensive refurbishment where Disney is expected to rework the area's offerings to appeal to more to more to today's guests. To me, that sounds like IP all over it. And what I mean by IP is intellectual property. I know not everybody knows that term, but I, I'm thinking it's utopia. It just makes perfect sense. I, you know, I think it would be cool, though. I don't think they're going to do it if they could change the train to be the train from the movie. That would be cool. Uh, I don't think they're going to do it. I like the I, train as it is now. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them doing that because that's not even the same kind of train. Yeah. It, um, but I, I guess so. So here's my question to to what you're proposing is that so Rafiki's Plant Watch. The the theme has always been about uh, conservationism, right? Sure. Yeah. So so you know the environment, protecting animals, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. Zootopia really doesn't have that theme. It's more of a that's cultural stereotype true. theme. Yeah, that's true. So I guess is that necessarily the right IP there? Other than, I, I know you're going purely off the fact that Zootopia is animals. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, I think... I mean, I think there's lots of rides that Disney has that are not necessarily a reflection of the movie. Like, what the, what the main storyline is in the movie. I feel like they can do whatever they want with those characters, right? I, right. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Haunted Mansion. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, saying, no yeah. I, I'm joking. No, yeah. I hope someday they, you know, there's forever has been rumored that they're, they're going to make like a really dark horror movie out of the Haunted Mansion. Oh, who, I think that's so cool. It's Guillermo the, del Toro, I think. Of yes. It. Yeah. I, I, there's been rumors about that forever. And man, would I love to see that movie. <laughs> that yeah, be but cool. that, that's a hard one to sell to the kids, though. <laughs> who needs to sell it to the kids you put it under the fox banner it'll be all right <laughs> uh, okay. that's where you can put all the dirty that's where you yeah, put all the dirty I, stuff I, I guess they have deadpool as well so yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right um but but yeah i guess i guess my thought is yeah if they, if they were going to rethink that because if you think about you know it's rafiki's plant watch yeah i know lion king is still you know a pretty awesome movie and mm-hmm. still somewhat near and dear to my heart and i know that they've they've done stuff with the lion king since then so there's actually a, a show on disney jr called the lion guard okay where it, it's it focuses on simba's uh son and he oh, he, yeah. he forms yeah. like a like a, a vigilante <laughs> group that <laughs> i've actually that, watched it a couple times it's yeah. pretty good yeah so so uh yeah sorry that that's not actually how it is people i'm, I'm lying but. <laughs> a vigilante group <laughs> <laughs> um but but yeah, so so I guess you know Lion King is not completely out, and so you, yeah, I guess kids still know who Rafiki is. But I guess when you look at that area, even though they call it Rafiki's Planet Watch, it wasn't very Lion Kingish when you went there. Like it was, yeah, you know that they, they said Rafiki, but when you got there, it was very much like it actually. Um, I and sorry, I haven't actually been there in a very long time myself. But from what I remember of going there, because last year we just ended up not going over there at all. I actually completely forgot about it because we were, you know, you know, Avatar and everything else. But, um, but like looking at the area, it honestly doesn't look too different from any zoo that I've been to. Like it, True, it, yeah. it seemed pretty, you know, generic, I guess. So. I'll I'll say this every time I went over I don't I don't blame them for shutting this down and refurbing it because every time I've been over there it has not been a lot of people there mm-hmm. and to be fair I don't think they advertise it very well it's really tucked away and you got to take a train to get there like it's you know what I mean I feel like it's a, a really um, yeah, it's awkward it is it is <laughs> yeah I especially when you know this, I can't like find this at, dumb name Trevor I'm so mad <laughs> <laughs> you'll find it after the fact you can put it in the comments when yeah. uh, when we post this <laughs> well I did see somebody posted like that it maybe will be called Windows of the World but that's not what I saw <laughs> sponsored by Microsoft what, Windows on the World that's funny <laughs> <laughs> you have the little Microsoft like the little thing when you start up your computer like to have that sound as part of the song and then the globe blue screens halfway through <laughs> <laughs> no it has it has to do a really long update and it says this might take a while <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah please wait like every time you want to do this podcast um yep. <laughs> but so I feel like it wasn't that popular of an option. And I will say one time uh, on one of our trips, we went over there and there was no one there. I mean, it was empty. And we started talking to um, over at the petting zoo area. There was one of the trainers was there and we just got a, We just got talking to them. And it was really, really interesting to talk to this person because I think we maybe talked to her for an hour. Because, and she told us uh, they were training chickens 
And she was telling us about how you train chickens. She's like, it's it's not as easy. As, I mean, it's not very easy because, you know, chickens aren't exactly bright. And, you know, so <laughs> she, she but she was telling us how she was doing this. And it was like, wow, this is really interesting and really cool. And and so that kind of stuff is cool. But, you know, I, I think there's a lot more they can do. And I, I feel like it would be a lot more appealing for families if they threw like a Zootopia IP over there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree, but I, I'm still I'm not completely sold on Zootopia. I feel like there's I feel there's a, there's different IPs, you know, maybe even the Jungle Book um, that they that, do over there. Yeah, other things that they could fit in there that you know still gives a message of um, conservationalism. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, We've Actually, talked a one lot other thing about 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 Rafiki's Planet Watch. Well, I think because we want it to be a thing, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess to to our listeners, you know, what are your opinions on the area? Do you, have you been there? Do you like? Do you like it? Yeah, I, I did remember one thing actually. So, so the last time I was there was in 2006, and that was actually the first place I met Push. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was actually Push in... was there. Yes, push push was That's at random. Rafiki's Planet Watch because I remember we because there there was the the building that you go into where they they have the uh, the surgery viewing yeah. areas, yeah. And push was just inside the door there, and I remember because we walked in and he kind of he started moving and he said something, and me and my wife kind of jumped back and we were like oh, and then he you know wandered off and started talking to people. Because so, I only ever saw Push at Tomorrowland. That was the only place I ever saw him. Yeah, I know, but. But I Do people know what Push there. is? Are we dating ourselves right now? Should we tell I, people what Push is? <laughs> I think we are. Um, but Push was a trash can, for those that are wondering. <laughs> um, it was a special he, trash can, though. Yes, he was a special trash can. So so what it was was that um, it, uh, I, I highly recommend looking it up on YouTube. It was I know there's a couple of videos of him out there. Yeah. But yeah, so it was. he looked like a normal trash can like you'd find around Disney World. But um, there, there was a a cast member nearby that was, you know, helping him move around. And so, so, you know, people go to put trash in and he would, you know, kind of lean forward and talk to him and be like, Hey, what are you doing or whatever. And so, <laughs> so he had like this little voice and, you know, he would, he would move around and, you know, talk to everybody. And so, he, yeah, he was a little trash can with wheels underneath of him. Yeah. You just be walking down the, down the pathway in Tomorrowland and all of a sudden a trash can is driving by you and it's like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I've actually been on the other side of that window that you're talking about where the procedures are. So, oh, really? Yeah. The last time I was there, we did. Um, oh, gosh. What was it? It was one of the tours at Animal Kingdom. I don't remember the name of it. I, and I'm sure I talked about it on the podcast where we I came back from my trip. But we did one of the tours. And part of that tour Something was with you, giants. It, it wasn't the caring for giants one. It was. Oh my gosh! I wish I could remember. Oh, it was behind the scene tales, and tales was spelled T A I L S, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something like that. So that was it, and and part of that was we got to go, you know, like we got to go where they like, you know, prepare, prepare the food, and then we got to go to the veterinary facility. So we're standing there, we're talking to like all those people that are in that room, and there's just guests staring at us. And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> like, I feel like a zoo animal right now because there's people looking at me through the window. <laughs> it's really weird, but <laughs> it was a cool tour. So anyway, we're yeah. we're coming towards the end here. Um, we should probably wait. Do is that the last thing we had on the list? I, was Rafiki? yeah. I think I think we've oh actually gosh. covered everything we wanted to talk about today. I 
think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. Well, do you want to wrap up, or is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, end this thing today? Uh, actually, could I mention something just before we go? You um, want to do your plug? Yeah. Yes, I do. Actually, do so um, I, I mentioned this on the last podcast, and I'll I'll post it again. Uh, so for those that haven't listened, I, I'm signed up for an event called Extra Life. Uh, Extra Life is a charity that um, works with Children's Miracle Network all around the globe. And uh, what we're doing is on November 3rd, I'm doing a 24-hour video game marathon. So um, I will be streaming it on a platform called Twitch. You'll Anyone can you know go to the page and they can watch. It'll be myself and my brother and my son playing video games for 24 hours straight um, the first you know 12 hours probably won't or well you know we'll be having fun we'll be playing nintendo switch vr stuff like that um the real interesting stuff happens later on when we're really tired and delirious so um you may have to stay up a bit late to watch that that's when <laughs> um, things get that's when things get fun <laughs> exactly um I, I am trying to make sure that i find some disney things to play uh during uh the during the stream because I, I know that last year we actually had some of our, our listeners watch and, and I do want to, you know, kind of appeal to, to some people on that as well. I, I have found, uh, I have some of the old Nintendo um, Disney games. So like DuckTales and Chippendale Rescue nice. Rangers and stuff like that. Um, there is actually a, a Disneyland, um, a Disneyland, uh, what was it called? This Disney's Magic Kingdom on Xbox. Oh, is that the one where you like walk around the parks yeah. and like do? Okay, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, one. and so and all the all the rides are actually mini games inside of the park, but you can actually you're actually literally touring um, Disneyland. So um, cool. I'm going to try to have some of that stuff going. So yeah, please you know tune in, um, check us out. Um, watching it definitely helps us get more viewership and uh, donations. Um, if you want to donate, I'll also have the donation page up as well. It, again, it all goes towards Children's Miracle Network. Uh, so, you know, I I'm, would love to play Aladdin on Genesis right now. Oh, Do you remember, yes. I remember Aladdin on Sega Genesis. Man, that game was fun. That and Lion King, they were the Lion hard. King game. Yes. Yeah, they were really hard, but they were <laughs> yeah. fun. Like I yes. remember the the cave scene in the Aladdin one was so hard because you had to do this thing like we were jumping off of walls and pillars. Do you mm-hmm. remember that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, yeah, I oh, I, I played that on just. Oh, actually, I've, I've um, also Mickey's Castle of Illusion was super fun as well. Oh, that's cool. I'm sorry. Continue your plug. I interrupted you. I apologize. No, 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 no. That's that's <laughs> good because I'm I'm thinking about games that I want to play. So I might try and find a copy of uh, Mickey's Castle of Illusion to play yes. in there as well. So. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll put a link to it to on this episode again. So yeah, anyone who wants to tune in, uh, I really appreciate it. And I think you should go ahead and make a separate post for that just so it's not buried in the comments. Throw that right on the main page there. I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. That'll be easier. Yeah. So yeah, stay tuned for that guys. So I'll, uh, I'll put that up, uh, as soon as I get a chance and I guess I will wrap this thing up. Great. So, um, as usual, um, our email address is still there. hasn't changed. Welcome home podcast at gmail.com. We love you guys emailing us. We love, you know, we love talking with you guys and just interacting, hearing your thoughts on the things that we're talking about. Um, you know, we, we love, you know, some of you guys tell us about trips that you're, you're planning or you ask us questions about that kind of stuff. We love getting excited about your trips and, and all that because, you know, we can live vicariously through you. <laughs> and we like questions too. Send us yes. questions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can still find the website, uh, www.welcomehomepodcast.com. Um, I think, I don't think it's really been updated. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. 
I, contrary to the what the website says, you can find us on places other than iTunes. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think there's a limitation on why we can't update that, and we're we're trying to work around that. So, but again, you know, if even if you can't find it find it on the web page, we are on Facebook. So on Facebook, you can find the podcast. Uh, it's at Welcome Home Podcast. There is a link there to iTunes and Google Play, so you can find the podcast on more than one platform. And yeah, we we have Twitter and Instagram, but we don't use them. So yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you follow us if you want. It just really kind of reposts Facebook. So exactly. <laughs> and, but, um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I was going to say uh, yeah. Also, you know, when you guys find us on on iTunes or Google Play, we do like the reviews because um, reviews means we get higher visibility, means more people can find us, and you know, more people listening is more fun. We get more interaction with you guys. So yeah, we had a we had a listener actually reach out to us on Facebook the other day asking how they could give us a review, and that made me really happy. So because it was a positive yep. one, so <laughs> <laughs> if it was a negative one, I would have told them the completely wrong thing. Um, <laughs> don't don't forget to sus- subscribe to the podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher. Any podcast app that's out there, just search for Welcome Home. You're going to find us there. Um, of course, as always, a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. And as such, all opinions we express on this show are our own. So please consult the DVC representative, a cast member, whoever from Disney, if you have questions about anything we talked about today. Um, join us next time. Oh, of course. Wait, let's let's thank DVC Resale Market again. Uh, we yes. love those guys. Thank you again for sponsoring this episode. Um, please check them out if you're looking to buy resale. If you're looking to sell uh, your your DVC, unfortunately, uh, they are just the best. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. Mm-hmm.